Glory be to the Lord. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We're going to have a read from verse 1 all the way to verse 8. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, we'll read from verse 1 all the way to verse 8. We'll read from the New King James Version, which is a preferred choice of version. And we'll ask that you please rise and stand for the reading of God's word as it is our custom here in church. First Corinthians chapter 13, from verse 1 to 8, as we continue from last week's message that was titled, No Matter What. There couldn't have been a better time to speak on the subject of love than this very period when the Lord God himself died and rose again. The Bible says, for God so what? Loved the world. That he did what? Gave his only begotten son. Continue. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. So I read to your hearing, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a what? A clanging cymbal. Verse 2, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Verse 3, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me what? Nothing. This is the verse from the Message Bible that says, no matter what I do, no matter what I say, no matter what, I am bankrupt without what? Without love. Verse 4 says, love suffers all and is kind love does not envy love does not parade itself is not puffed up verse 5 does not behave rudely does not seek its own is not provoked thinks no evil verse 6 does not rejoice in iniquity but rejoices in the truth give us verse 7 bears all things believe all things hopes all things endures all things let us read verse 8 which is the crock of our scripture this morning as loud as you can let's go once you go love never fails but whether there are prophecies they will fail whether there are tongues they will cease whether there is knowledge it will vanish away but love never fails hallelujah this morning i won't keep you standing for long i continue from the last week's message and today we'll title it love never fails praise the name of the lord glory be to the name of the lord whether there are prophecies bible says they will fail whether there are tongues they will what they will cease and whether there is knowledge it will what vanish away but there is one thing that can never fail which is what love 
This season, God is instructing us to bear each other's burden. But without love, you cannot bear each other's burden. We pray that the word of the Lord will illuminate our hearts, that God himself will reveal his word to us this morning. So as we prayed, so shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Now, this message this morning is going to be quite practical. I'm just going to divide it into three. So, I'll ask that you please pay attention because the more we look at it, the more we're going to understand. Three parts. One, we're going to look at how God gave us what he called the law and the law was not kept. We're going to see how this law is expected to be obeyed, but we fall short of being obedient to the law. And then we're going to see where we missed it and how we can get back to track. Now, it is important before we go on that you understand why the writer of 1 Corinthians 13 did write that book. If you understand it, then you appreciate it better. These were the times of the early church. And in the times of the early church, the prophets will come, the apostles will come, they will teach the people the way of the Lord. So in this time, Paul was teaching the Corinthians church about the doctrines of Christ, how to prophesy, how to speak in tongues. He was teaching them about the essence of faith, how to have faith in God's word and everything that defines Christian doctrine. And so when Paul left, the Christians then started to say to themselves, can you speak in tongue? No, I can't. They say, oh, you are less of a Christian. So they began to make boast of their ability to speak in tongues. They began to make boast of their ability to evangelize. And everything Paul had taught them, they began to make boast of it. Praise the Lord. James 2 verse 15 to 17 tells us or gives us a clue of how they abuse some of those things. Paul taught them about love, but they didn't practice it so much. They held on to faith. They held on to hope. They held on to every other thing, and they left love. Paul, in one of those letters, said in verse 15 to 17, he says, If a brother or a sister is naked and destitute of daily faith, of daily food, verse 16, And one of you said to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them anything which are needed of the body he says what does it what profit give us verse 17 so this was what they did they will say those also faith in itself if it has if it does not have works is what is dead so what were the christian doing you will go to a brother and you ask for help they will tell you go the lord will provide for you before you get home just have faith in god they were practicing what Paul was preaching them, but they were not exercising the works of love. And so, a brother will come, bear my burden, give me transport fare, let me go back home. You will say, oh, didn't you hear what pastor preached? Just have faith. Someone will give you a free lift home. So, Paul had to write another letter. That is not what I taught. I taught you to bear each other's words burden. Don't tell me have faith. Give me the money that we used to start my faith. Praise the Lord. So you see why is essence, the essence is clear that God is teaching us again. Just like the early churches, we are coming to say, I can preach, I can speak in tongues, but you are not bearing each other's burden. 
So Paul began to write another letter again. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 verse 1 to 3. Another way that Christians were misusing the gift of God. So it came to a point they were not showing love. You will tell Brother James, please come and preach to us today or pray for us. Brother James will come and speak in tongues from beginning to the end. Nobody will know what he's saying. Paul began to write a letter, Brother James, that is not what I taught you. When you come, I understand you can speak in tongues, but add love to it. And so the Bible says, he wrote a letter, amen, give God praise. So, Paul again wrote a letter to the church addressing Brother James. Brother James, he says, pure love. And what? Read with me. Pursue what? Love. And desire spiritual gifts. But especially that you may what? Prophesy. I'm not saying you should preach. But as you are pursuing those gifts, also pursue what? Pursue love. So, Brother James was just speaking in tongue and left love at home. Then Paul began, he continued to say, For he who speaks in tongue does not speak to men, but to what? But to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit he what? He speaks what? Mysteries. Verse 3, But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. So, Paul wrote a letter again to Grace Assembly. Please don't come here to speak only in tongues. We won't even know where to say amen. He says, as you are, give us verse 1 again. He says, pursue what? Pursue love and desire spirit. I'm not saying you should not speak in tongues, but please, to that speaking in tongues, add what? Add love. To that speaking in tongues, bear one another's word, burden. Bro, please, if you can just help me. I'm just having some issue. So you speak in tongue, but you are not what? Bearing the brother's burden. So how does that help if we cannot what? Help. If you can speak all in tongue, that's why Paul had to say, for all you do, you are just like a what? Sounding symbol. Are we together here? There is one Yoruba that says, Something long barrel. What is it? Is it empty barrel? Don't shake So don't be an empty barrel. So Paul was saying, don't be an empty what barrel. First Corinthians twelve thirty one. If you read from verse one, Paul was addressing the church on all these misbehaviors in church. There are things to be done in church, but you are speaking in tongues. There are things to be done, but you are not doing the right thing. We need to add love to this. And that is why Paul, before verse 13, now said, But earnestly desire what? The best gift. And yet I show you a more what? Excellent way. Speaking in tongue is fantastic. Please desire it. In fact, the King James Version says, I need you to covet the best of gifts. Desire it. If you are evangelizing, he says, I need you to covet it. Desire it. They are so good you can't do with them in this Christian race. But you cannot do it and leave love out of it. So Paul said, I'm going to show you a more excellent word, a more excellent way. And that took us to 1 
1 Corinthians 13 and verse 1 to 8. Give us 1 Corinthians 13 and in verse 3b where pastor preached last week. That says no matter what you do, no matter what you preach, no matter what you do at all, if you do not have love, we are bankrupt and we are what? We are nothing. This is the message Bible. If we read the B part, it says, So no matter what I what I say, please read with me what I believe. Go on, what I do. I am what bankrupt without love. Tell somebody beside you, love. Now you see. Bible is saying, Paul is saying, please try to love. But I'm going to show you something now. When Paul told them, go and love your neighbor, just show love. But there is something that was not right or something that he showed me. When I read it, I found out that I myself cannot fulfill that scripture. Let me show you very quickly. Please bring up. Please bring up 1 Corinthians 13. Let's read from verse 4. Let's read from verse 4. In verse 4, 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4, Paul began to now tell them, if you need to love, there is a kind of love that we are talking about here. Now I want you to be sincere because I've been sincere to myself even since last week we shared in Wednesday service. I was telling the church as well, I was giving my contribution. I said when we were reading the story of the good Samaritan, even myself, I know I'm not always the good Samaritan. What about you? Are you always the good Samaritan? Not at all. There were three characters. We had the Levite. Sometimes I am the Levite. And on Wednesday service, we concluded that the reason why we're not bearing each other's burden is for a good reason. We bore some people's burden and they stabbed us at the back, becoming difficult to love again. But this is what Paul said. If you have to love, watch carefully. He says, love suffers long and is what is kind. He says, love does not what envy. He says, love does not parade itself. Love is not what puffed up. Stop there. Do you love sometimes without parading yourself? We do. I do. So this is not the kind of love I show. Do I love sometimes and not envy? No. There are sometimes I smile at you, but behind it is envy all enveloped. You gave me an invitation card, and all I see is you are getting married. And as I'm reading it, I'm getting envious because I'm not yet married, yet you are 10 years younger than I. I come to the wedding showing love, but behind it, envy is all enveloped it. But yet Paul says the love that you must show must not have what? Envy. It must not be what? Puffed up. I'm guilty. I don't know about you. They thought I would not make it. Now the Lord has blessed me. I'm coming with a brand new car. In fact, today I'll park close to Pastor Yomi and Pastor's car so that they will know that I have arrived. And I'm trying to show you love. So when you escort me to the car, I will tell you, I, I didn't see where to park. Sorry, I just parked here. It is what I'm being puffed off. It is not love. I will tell you, come, I need to give you small money, but it's in my car. I'm just taking you there so that you can see the car. Praise the Lord. Is somebody feeling guilty here? So don't follow everybody to the car thinking they want to give. They just want to show you that the Lord has finally done it. So they say they love you. 
they're giving you money but the money has what pride in it it's parading itself so that is why when you ask them for direction they use their leg to show you direction because they want you to see the what the shoe Amen. so they say you are going to you are going to when you get to the roundabout just take straight then take left and you take, can you see just look now so when you go to a roundabout aya is on the right and lucky is on the left praise the lord is somebody getting this we're going to come back to that multimedia please help us there is a slide that brings up this we call it the 10 laws of love now if you are not guilty of any i've learned through it and i'm so guilty of everyone the first the fourth one said love does not parade itself the next one number four love does not behave itself rudely it does not seek his word its own let's go into business together in the back of the mind what they have is to shortchange you yet they say the words they love you oh he brought me a business i've been in a business with someone who said to me look i will have gone to someone any other person but because of the love i have for you that is why i'm here we did the business he took all my money and did what and ran away so not all love is what is love number five love is not provoked things no evil Number six law says love does not rejoice in iniquity but rejoices in the words in the truth. Law number seven, love bears all things. I am tired. Pastor Yomi was sharing the story of how he helped someone and, 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 and signed a short to the person for the person who was in jail. The person left and he did what? And he jacked Praise the Lord. Never came back not caring whether Pastor Yomi is locked up or not, but he, he, looking at that circumstance, it's difficult to love again. But the Bible says, love bears all things. Number eight, love believes all things. Number nine, love hopes all things. Number ten, love endures all things. Now let's be sincere. How many of us love like this? How many? Pastor Yomi says, none. Yet, Paul says, if you have to love, this is how the love must look like. I'm going to show you something this morning. This is just the first one. So, you can see that we are too guilty of this, that we cannot love this way. I've been so hot that I cannot love again. Somebody has stabbed me behind and have, have painted me painted my name in the way that is not supposed to be yet the bible says what what love again so the question is what brought these commandments of love we're going to see where it all started from if you understand it there were there was a law before now jesus said a new commandment i give to you that you love one another this is a new commandment we cannot keep it there was an old commandment as well which we could not keep either how come he gave the first, I could not keep it. He gave the second, yet I could not keep it. It's not entirely because of the law. There is something I don't understand about the law that makes me not to be able to fulfill it. Let me show you something very quickly. John chapter 13 verse 14. 
just as I read, Bible says, and Jesus came and he saw the disciples and the people. Now listen carefully. I'm going to show you something. And the Bible says, Jesus speaking says, a new commandment I give to who? To you. That you do what? Love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another. What happened to the old commandment? I'm going to show you what happened to the old commandment and what happened to the new commandment, why we could not keep both of them. Then we're going to see what we did not understand about this commandment that made us miss it. And by the time we get it, we can then love again. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, when Jesus was speaking, he says, love one another. And one of the things he said, if your neighbor slaps you on the right cheek, you should do what? If your neighbor slaps you on the right cheek, you should do what? So my, my aim is also to practicalize it. I just need a volunteer. So, Brad James again. So let's use Brad James to practicalize. Because the Bible says he should love his neighbor as himself. If they slap him on the right, what should he do? Turn it up. Who should we use as volunteer? Brad James. He's an apostle of the word. He was busy speaking in talk. Now it's time to receive the slap that Jesus received. Give God praise in the house this morning. You know, it is these times where we tell ourselves, the moment somebody hurts you that is where you will see the other side if you hurt me you will see the in fact you will know my grandfather's name that's where the grandfather's name will come out somebody once said my grandfather's name is uh, uh, what did they call it if i see war i cannot so we will get to the end of this war arogumaya you should have been in ukraine by now praise the lord Exodus 20. So let's look at the old law. Let's see where we missed it. If you see where we missed it, then we will know what the new law says and then we'll know what we did that we did not get the first law and the second law. If we understand it, then we can love again like never before. Praise the name of the Lord. Multimedia helped us to bring all those law in one. Exodus 20 verse 1. So they brought it up in the form of a slide just like the first law. Okay? So let us read the first law together. What does it say? You shall have no other gods before me. Law number two, you shall make you shall not make idols. Law number three, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in what? In vain. Number four, remember the Sabbath day to keep it what? Holy. Number five, honor your father and your mother. Law number six, you shall not what? Number seven, Number eight. Number nine. Against your neighbor. Number ten. Now, let me ask you like I asked you the first time. How many of us can keep these ten commandments? The first time, the commandments of law. Nobody could keep it. Was that correct? Now, the old commandment as well. Nobody can still do what? Keep it. So, why would God give a law that we cannot keep? Why will God give a law that we cannot keep? Now, let me show you what actually happened. 
Are we ready here? Let me show you what actually happened. Galatians 4 verse 1 to 2. Let me read that. Explain it and you will understand. Now one thing about law. Sometimes the law doesn't give you explanation. Don't take one way. We they tell you the reason why you shouldn't take one way. There is no room for explanation. Law is what? Law. Now the Bible says, now I say that the hair, as long as he is a what? A child. Does not differ from who? The slave. Though he is master of how many? All. In explanation, if you have someone who has opportunity to inherit anything, you cannot give a child inheritance. Can you do that? Absolutely not. Verse 2 says, but he is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by who? By the father. So the fact that you can have something now doesn't mean I will give it to you now. So the Bible is saying that the law was given because we were still children and we had no knowledge because we were children. Now at the appointed time the father will make known the reason. Let me give an example. If you tell a child, don't eat chocolate, what, what is the reason? Don't eat chocolate. Why do you tell children not to eat chocolate? So that their teeth will become what? Grow strong. Is that correct? But sometimes we don't give children those explanations. All they know, my mommy and daddy say I should not do what? Eat chocolate. As far as they are concerned, it is a what? It is a law. So, Bible says the Ten Commandments was given. All they knew was it was a law. No explanation to that. Because they were still what? They were still children. Matthew 5, 17. The Bible says at the appointed time they will know. In Matthew 5, 17, the Bible says when Jesus came, Jesus then came and said, forget about the Ten Commandments. I'm giving you a new commandment. Do you remember we read that? And what was the new commandments remind me love your neighbor as your what as yourself so jesus came and said i'm giving you a new commandment and they rushed to jesus how can you take away the old commandments the man that gave it is older than your father and jesus came and said to them do you think in my right senses i will come to destroy the law and the prophet jesus says i did not come to destroy it but to do what to fulfill it so he's saying in other words the old commandments and the law that says you must love they are all the same jesus showed us how the old commandments and the new commandments are the same John 13 verse 34 Jesus then said let me expound the new commandment he says in 13 verse 34 a new commandment I give that you love one another Matthew 22 verse 37 to 40 stay with me Jesus then explaining then said Jesus said to him you shall love the Lord your God with all your words your heart with all your words, your soul, and with all your mind. Give us next verse, verse 38. He then says, this is the first and great word commandment. Give us the next verse. He says, and the second commandment is like it. And what does the commandment say? Read with me. You shall love your word, neighbor, as well as yourself. Verse 40 then says something. On these two commandments hangs what? The law 
and the prophets. Jesus is saying, this law is the original one I gave, but you were too little to understand. The time have come, which is the fulfillment of the Son, for you to understand. Multimedia, please help us with the slide of the Ten Commandments. The two laws says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. In the part B says, love your neighbor as yourself. So the commandments are just two in one. Love God, love man, you keep the Ten Commandments. The first commandment, praise the Lord. The first commandment says, you shall have no other God before me. He said, love me enough as God. If you love me, you won't seek for another. Is that the love for God or the love for man? Is the love for God. Number two says, you shall make no idols for yourself. The greatest of all commandments says, if you love me, you won't seek for another idol. Is that the love of a God or love for man? Love for God. Number three says, you shall not take my name... You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in words in vain. If you truly love God enough, you won't take his name what in vain. Does that capture love or not? Is it love for God or love for man? Love for God. Number four says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it well holy. Love me enough to keep a date with me at every point in time. So when you come to the table, you will love me enough that you will take time to come and have fellowship with me. Four of these laws hinge on the love for God. The remaining six, if you love man, you will have kept this. What does the fifth one say? Honor your father and your mother. Is that love for God or for man? Love man. If you love your parents, you don't have to bother about the ten commandments. Number six says you shall not what? Kill. No matter what a man does, if you keep loving him, will you take his life? Absolutely not. Is that love for God or love for man? Love for man. Number seven says you shall not commit what? Adultery if you love your neighbor so well you will not defile him is that the love for God or love for man love for man number 8 says you shall not what steal I forgot my car key you took it and you drove my car away is that love absolutely not so that commandment is also hinged on what on love number 9 says you shall not bear false witness against your what your neighbor does that not represent love yes it does number 10 says thou shall not what covet is that love or not yes it is so jesus was saying if you love so what jesus was saying don't bother yourself writing the ten commandments if you can love god and love man he says you are fulfilled all the lord give jesus praise in the house this morning so that is why we did not understand it. People were busy. Ah, today have I stolen? Hey, I have stolen today also. I have not fulfilled God's law. That was how the Israelites were working. Today I have not, ah, have I murdered someone? Now that I've murdered, I am guilty of all. And Jesus said, this law was a fulfill, I am the fulfillment of this law. When this law was written, it was written about me because a time will come that God will so love the world that he will give his only begotten son to die and to rise again on the set day. Praise the Lord. Now we have understood this. Now let's look at the second one. We couldn't keep that because we did not know it was hinged on love. Now we know. Now we know, then we now came to another law which is Jesus. Please bring up the second slide that talks about the law of love. 
Now, this is the second slide. We've concluded that we are guilty of this. Is that correct? Is that correct? Can you love? Does your love have long suffering in it? Does your love have suffering in it? You hear people say, Miolewaku, praise the Lord. I cannot come and what? I cannot come and die. I cannot come and go and die. So my love, I love you, but me, this love cannot die. So I loved you the other time. I have loved you. Is that what else do you want me to do? So the Bible says that love must have long suffering. And you are saying, I didn't come to this world to what? To suffer. Praise the Lord. And he says, love does not envy. We've read it all and all and all. Now, how will God, why will God give a law that I cannot keep? First John 5 verse 3. And I'm going to show you something. In 1 John 5 verse 3, the Bible talks about when God gives a law. He says, for this is the love of God. That we do what? That we keep his what? Commandments. And his commandments are not what? Which means, the moment God gives it, it also gives you ability to keep it. On... Amen. On Wednesday, Pastor Yomi, we, we concluded the sermon that there was a grace to what? To love. Sincerely, I cannot love again. My love tank is out from the last time my brother disappointed me. Yet the Bible says, keep loving. Where will I find love to love again? Sincerely, the day my mother betrayed me, I cannot forgive and I cannot love. So when you tell me to bear my brother's body, you don't know what I did to him last year. I just didn't tell anyone. Yet the Bible says it is not the word burdensome. There is something I am missing that I cannot keep the law of God. And I'm going to show us the moment we capture and get it. Then if your love has, been, you feel your love tank was empty. God will fill it once again in the name of Jesus. First John 4 verse 8 as we begin to wrap up. Now for those who swim. This brother gave us an example. He had swim now. He quickly looked at me. Amen. Because he is, he's, you are a swimming coach I guess. So he's a swimming coach and he taught us something one time that when he teaches people to swim. Now, where do you swim? Is it in the land or in the water? You swim in the water. So if you can swim, you will swim. If you can't swim, what will happen? You will drown. Someone was teaching me one time to swim. He said, just let go. Let's go. Let the water take control. Let the water take control. He said, let's go. I was, he said, just let's go. So I decided to obey and I let go. And I was just going down. So, but they will teach you, let the water do what? Teach you how to swim. So in a very, in, am I correct? So they will teach once you get to know how to, let, to swim. Then you will know that it is the what you need to ride on that same water. There was a time we went for evangelism. Pastor Kola was there as well. When we finished evangelism in the pool, Pastor Kola started to swim. Me too, and I said, at least I've learned more swimming. Let me just swim like Pastor Kola. So I was following him, following him. When I came out, I was forming like nothing. I almost, water entered my nose, entered my ear. So I came out and I was forming, I was doing a giddy. Pastor Kola looked at me and said, do you know how to swim very well? I said, no, sir. So, but as I continued to learn how to swim, I came to the conclusion that if you truly have to swim, 
the water must help you and you must ride on the water. The same way the pilots will tell you if you are flying kite, they will tell you all you need to do, or the eagles can teach us very well, that all you need to do is to allow the wings to let go. And then the wings will ride, your, your wings will ride on the wind. And the wind will take you and teach you how to fly. It's the same way when you drive. You don't pay too much attention on the steering or on the gear, on the clutches. Am I correct? They will tell you to keep focus on the road. Let the road direct your words, your instinct. So also, if you need to love, there must be something that will teach you. And it is not the love that any man cannot give. It must be the source of love itself that must teach you how to truly love. First John 4 verse 8 then tells us how we need to learn how to love. The Bible says, he who does not love God does not what? Know God. For who is love? For God is what? Is love. The reason why my tank is empty is because I'm trying to love the way I know. But the real love that was described in 1 Corinthians 13 wasn't the love that your mother taught you. Your mother taught you how to love, but she came from an abused standpoint. And so that is why you are careful not to love when you are betrayed. You learned love from your father, who was a disciplinarian, and so the love you give is not expressive enough, and that is why it's very very careful. You learned love from the social media who tells you, don't love if you have nothing in return. But the Bible says, the love that was described is a love called God. Because if God cannot fail, then love cannot what? Fail. So we are busy. We've been busy too long saying I can't bear his but it has gotten to here. The reason why it has gotten to here is that you are not loving the God kind of love. God's love doesn't finish. God's love never fails. It never runs out. The moment you start finding yourself having difficulty in loving, it's because you have left the source called God and the source called love. When you allow him to take you through the wings of love, then you will have an opportunity to love. And so when you love again, it's not entirely because you feel like, but because there is a God in you that whose love is to shed abroad that has love left over for you to what to give away Romans 5 verse 5 give God praise if you want to in Romans 5 verse 5 the Bible says now hope does not what disappoint because the love of God has been given has been what poured out in whose heart in whose heart in our hearts by who? By the Holy Spirit who has given it to all to us. If you can't find love, please ask the Holy Spirit because he's all encompassing. That is why when we are closing, we say, because we share the grace of God that says what? The grace of our Lord, what? Jesus. You can't love. There is a grace to love. And the love of God, you can't give your own love. It must come from who? And God. And the sweet fellowship of the world, the Holy Spirit. is the Holy Spirit that governizes you. So when the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, he says, please bring that slide of love. If he says, love does not envy. No, the slide on the law. If he says, love does not envy. Let's take it from the first one. He said, love suffers long and is what? And is kind. Is it your love he's talking about? Is it your love? Whose love? 
God's love. If God never fails, then this love never was, never fails. If I have to come to the point where I keep loving, despite what people do to me, I must understand that it is not entirely my love, but the love of who? The love of God. And so we can say, if God cannot fail, then love cannot fail. Somebody give God praise in the house this morning. John 15 verse 12. Let me show you what Jesus gave us. So when Jesus was teaching them then, says, the greatest love one another. Listen carefully. He says, this is my commandment. That you do what? Love what? One another. How? How? Is it the way you can love one another? Because my love will finish. And he knows that. And that's why he says, love your neighbor, not the way you want to, but the way he loved you. And I can challenge this because when Jesus was saying this, he was a man like you and I. So if he tells me to love like a fellow man, which he was then, where then did he get it from? Verse 12 gives us the reality and the totality of it. In verse 12, Jesus, in verse 9, pardon me, verse 9 gives us the totality when he said, multimedia help us in verse 9. Verse 9, he says, the way I love you, not the way Jesus will love. He says, as the Father did what? Loved me. I also have what? Loved you. Abide in where? In that love. So the love Jesus is loving, he lent it from the God of what? Of love. The God of love whose love never fails. So this morning, if you have to bear another's burden, if you're ever tired of bearing each other's burden, it's because we are too dependent on our own love. This morning is a reminder as we approach Easter. There is a love that was shed abroad in our hearts. Go back to that love. Don't love for your own sake. But love for the sake of what? The him that have come and died and have shed his, his love abroad to us. Praise the Lord. So we wrap up 1 John chapter 4 verse 7. Beloved, let us love what? one another for love is of who is of god and everyone who loves is born of god and knows god brethren it is glad to let you know that love truly never fails give god praise in the house this morning if you truly be in love there's a song with sunglasses with that reminds us about how much we love in this season, there's nothing that really matters that we come to the understanding of the true love of God. And as we continue to love ourselves, then we'll be able to bear each other's burden. Please rise to your feet as we take that song. And as we express love truly within ourselves, don't look at the neighbor that the person have hurt you. This is not the love you have. It is a love that God truly and sheds abroad in our heart. Go back to God and let him fill again our tank with love. And sing this song to someone that you truly love the person. Praise God. You're my brother, you're my sister. So take me by the hand. Together we will walk. 
in the house this morning shall we pray Father Lord in heaven we thank you because you have shown us such a mystery in your word for everyone who has struggled yet to love again we pray that your love once again will be poured in our hearts by the Holy Spirit to teach us once again how to love not to love from the standpoint of man not to love from the standpoint of betrayal not to love from the standpoint of hurt but to love from the standpoint knowing that God truly is love and if God cannot fail, his love over us cannot fail. Be thou exalted King of Kings, for in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Please you may be seated and give God praise. Amen. Hallelujah.